Hello and welcome to Hot AM. Got Anthony over here. Matthew in the corner. What's up? What's up? And also our dear friend, Callie the Wise, as well. Yes, Callie. And welcome to our podcast, the very first episode. Woohoo! This is a big one, guys. This is our I opener. know it's a dream for Matthew come true. It really is. This has been years in the coming, man. I was in high school. I was with my best friend. We talked about this. We were going to do a podcast, do like a vlog, something that never worked out. And now, look at me. I'm on the radio. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, um, Matthew, what are we going to talk about today? I mean, I've been seeing this thing all over TikTok and Instagram. I don't know if you've heard about it, but this whole e-boy thing, have you heard about it yet? E-boy, is that like short for like e-boy? Like emo, so it's not actually. It's sort of like that. It's like an e boy. So an e boy is electronic or like emotional is what the e stands for, and it's like a blend of like the skater boy and like the emo boy, all put together and like with different things from each of those subcultures, and they make sub subculture if you know what I'm saying. And it's one that's not that's not like like either. Oh, oh, pause there to Matthew right quick. So sorry. Just as a full, as a disclaimer, I was sick a few days ago, and I'm still just, I'm better now, just I'm coughing up stuff. So if I, you hear a cough every now and then, that's me, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> might need some cough drops. Okay, unpause, Mr. Matthew. Uh, right. What? I said you might need some cough drops for that cough. Okay, I thought you said something about COVID. Like, we ain't got no COVID up in here. No, no. Don't be, don't be trying to put that into the universe. We don't have any COVID over here. We're COVID-free, man. Okay. Okay, we're on the same page. So, All right, so you saying about uh, e-boy? Yeah, so the e-boy, it's, it's a combination of, like, the emo boy and, like, the skater boy. But neither one of those cultures actually accepts the e-boy, which is the funny part. Because they steal stuff from both of those cultures. And they made it their own, sort of. They're not liked by either one of the cultures that they stole stuff from. They're not accepted at all, which is really hilarious to me. Because, like, they took how the, like, the skater boy dresses with, like, the vans and, like, the long pants and the long sleeves and, like, the beanie or the hats. You know what I'm saying? Especially with, like, the baggy pants and the baggy t-shirts. Yeah. And so they took that from the skater boy. And sometimes the e-boy actually does skate. And he kind of crosses that line from skater boy to, like, e-boy and, like, kind of flirts with it a little bit. Not only that, but he does also go to, like, the emo punk side. And, like, with the jewelry, he wears, like, necklaces and rings. And he also, usually he dyes his hair in a natural color, like a green or, like, a blue or a purple. And it's usually, like, parted down the sides. And then he has, like, sometimes they can wear makeup. Like, they put on eyeshadow or, like, eyeliner or they paint their nails. So one thing I, to me is just like, so when I was younger, you know, when I was a kid, you know, growing up, to me, that was all kind of like in the same category. So as far as like what you're describing to me, it's kind of like, like the, I would get, I would say, I guess the now version of what was back then, which to me is like the same kind of general thing. But you know, that's kind of just, coming from a somewhat of an outsider point of view, you know? Or somebody that just glances over just be like, oh, kind of like, which is, kind of, I don't know, kind of bad, like kind of like generalizes or stereotype people. I mean, we all kind of do it. But you know, which is kind of like not cool. But yeah. Yeah, I agree I don't know if that, that made any sense. 
I, no, it made sense, and I, I agree with you on that. Like, the in a little bit older, like in the nineties, or like even in the two thousands, and, and I was, I was barely like, born then, just so everybody knows. But like, yeah, I know like they were doing saying. that stuff. Yeah, because like what you're saying is like you know how they were like, uh, <clears throat> you know that was a thing. It was like you know if, it, if you were like skater clothing, or I just noticed something they were like you know. You know, as far as like you know, they cross. You said they cross over to makeup or whatever. Well, um, you know, like, are you familiar with the term guy liner? I'm actually not. Please explain. I've never okay. heard of guy liner. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, people, especially like my cousin, um, um, who's like <clears throat> in the military right now. <clears throat> um, she was like obsessed with like you know fallout boy. And like you know, Pete Wentz, he was notorious for having like, it's basically like I, you know, when guys wear eyeliner, just call it guy liner. So is this kind of yeah, like that's the, basically it? Is this like the man yeah. purse where it was like the purse instead of the purse? I, I guess so. Yeah. What, I was just thinking about this the other day. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. It's called a purse. I, I mean, the listeners can decide if it, it is or it isn't, and they can correct us. I guess. Oh, let's see. But yeah, that's what it just kind of like, kind of reminds me of. I was like, okay, well, it's like what you're saying to me. It's like nothing. It's not really anything new per se, I guess, in my opinion. Um, But it's like something, something old, but it's like a different form, I guess, if, you, if that makes sense. And like, they were also associated with kind of like, you know, emotional or rebels or whatever. But as far as like, um, if you're talking about like pulling from like like the the skater boy culture or whatever, I guess when they look back on it, remember, I guess skater boy that was kind of like a more of a I guess quote unquote sh- straight male kind of like culture, I guess in a way. But they were kind of also like also emo or but I'm I'm guessing. Anyways, I'm really glad you brought that up though about the how it was like a straight guy thing and like that's what it was because now. Yeah. Where we are in the 21st century. In 2022, the e-boy, so like you were saying, it, it, it pretty much is a blend of the older stuff. And when I was look, when I was looking around and hearing about this, it, that's what everybody was telling me. And what's funny about it, to me at least, is that both of these subcultures that it was drawing from and it was taking its stuff was actually at the time whenever they were like, not necessarily like at their peak, but like when they were around people weren't like kind to them at all. They hated them and they yeah. weren't well liked by the majority of people. And so I'm wondering if that has to play any fat, any like into how they are treated now by those two sub- subcultures, the e-boy, because they weren't liked whenever they were around, but now the e-boy comes around and they make it kind of like popularized and they make it kind of like a household name. And so it's like, okay now. And everybody's like, cool, I'm here for it. I stand for the e-boy, you know? Excuse me, talk more about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was something that I found very interesting, especially since I found out after <coughs> reading all of this and like looking into this more that apparently I am an e boy. No duh. Hey, <laughs> take it easy there. You're going to hurt my e boy feelings and I'm going to be depressed in my room. Boy, be quiet. I mean, that is that is part of the e-boy culture, and that's, like, where it all originates. It's, like, you don't really see e-boys out in the wild, kind of like in Pokemon Go. You don't really, like, go out and you go capture an e-boy. They're kind of, like, hidden, and they don't really go out. 
they really don't like crowds and like social spaces that are really popular and they usually have like their music in or whatever in like their headphones airpods and they just go like right through it as fast as they can with making the least amount of human interaction and i really feel that sometimes or a lot of times i guess in what other ways do you feel like you relate to that i mean for me i think i mean was i was like looking up stuff and um about the e-girl culture, I was like, oh, yep, it's Matthew. As far as, like, you know, your clothes, how you dress, and, um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like you bring that whole thing to life. I, I didn't know that, which is kind of funny. How do, you, how do you mean you didn't know that? Because, like, everybody told me, and you told me this as well, you were like, you're a young punk rock version of me, and I was like, okay, I can do it like the punk rock. What? Oh, well, yeah, but to me, well, I guess I uh, look at them, I kind of, you kind of associate that, and see, that's what I say, it's like, you kind of associate, it's like, put those things together, put those two together, you know, they kind of blend in. So I blended so the like punk rock, of it. I blended yeah. the punk rock and the e-boy together, is what you're telling me, and I made Boy. I guess, and also to me, in a, in a way, it's like, well, it's kind of almost, a, to me, just kind of about the same thing, you know? I can see that. I can see that. Because the punk isn't really, like, rock, but it's also not, like, emo. I feel emo. I kind of feel like it's a blend of, like, the punk. I mean, the punk is, like, a blend of the emo and the rock together, you know? I feel like if you're someone who's, like, a, in the punk rock or whatever, I feel like you're also pretty much your emo, too. Yeah. Which is funny because when I was when I was looking this up, the E, I was getting a lot of it for like electronic, but I'm pretty sure I saw this less often. The E was for emotional or for like emo, and I feel like that applies to it more. But like you were saying earlier, how this was like a straight guy thing, not the E boy, but like the early successors or like the the predecessors for this, I guess you would say, <clears throat> for the E boy, were like straight guys things and. You were talking about Guyliner, and I think it's really gone from Guyliner, and it's made like a lot of progressive um, movements and a lot of more actions that I am, I'm totally here for, man. With the painted fingernails, I do this myself with not just like black, like with associated with like the email, but you can also do like pink, red, blue, like whatever color you want. And then you can also like put on makeup if you want. You can put on eyeshadow, blush, eyeliner. You can do whatever now. So like this e-boy is definitely uh, deconstructing and taking away that old idea of the patriarchy and like this is what masculinity is this toxic masculinity that you can only do these things and that if you don't you're going away from that you're not a real man and you're not like a real masculine man you know you're more of like the feminine side and that's something i find great about the e-boy now is that you can be in touch with your feelings and people aren't going to judge you because it's something that's so deeply rooted in like the e-boy like being in your feelings and most of the time being depressed or like sad for being an e-boy and I love that because most of the time I don't feel like I don't feel like going out and being happy all the time but I kind of feel like in my head or like in my moods you know what I'm saying and so I really love that we can express our feelings because I know that's something that from a very young age guys have always been told you know don't express your feelings don't cry don't be sad you're supposed to be tough and when I was young that was what I was told you know, crying was like looked down upon. You weren't supposed to cry. You were a guy, and I really hate that. Did you feel? Did you feel like 
did you feel like crying back then when you but you couldn't like when you were younger definitely definitely i wanted to cry but you know with all of this like the world and like everybody telling you you can't cry you're a guy you're supposed to be tough and it's not even like you you're supposed to be tough because everybody leans on you you're just, just like you're supposed to be tough for what reason we don't know it's just like that whole toxic masculinity and now you can express your emotions and you can tap into them and you can feel them which is something great because usually it's something that and i hate to say this but people really associate with the other and opposite side of this the feminism and i but like the feminine side and i hate that because you know why does it have to be like a feminine trait it's a human trait we all have emotions you know good bad sad mad happy glad you know and so i just hate that they, they associate it with like feminine because it's not like it's even a feminine thing people having emotions mm-hmm. is people having emotions it's not you know women having emotions guys have emotions too you know and it doesn't have to be solely a feminine thing it is a human thing because sad to say we're all human and we all have feelings whether or not we want to express it so that was something great i like about the e-boy because i get to express my feelings a lot more and like people aren't like making fun of you or like judging you for it but actually they're like here for it and they're supporting you because it's just the way the world is now we've made such progressive steps towards that and i love it that people can be who they want to be and that's totally what the e-boy is here for you know kind of expressing who you want to be because there is no like guideline or like this is what you have to do to be an e-boy yeah i know i said before that kind of draws upon like the skater culture and like the emo boy culture but you don't have to be because you can you know tap into other sides of that or you can just embrace part of it or you can only like you only do some of it you don't have to be 100 percent wearing the baggy pants and the vans and the oversized oversized t-shirt and the beanie you know if you want to paint your nails, go for it. If you want to wear necklaces of jewelry that people think are feminine, go for it. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just like a guy only. Like, this is what you have to do. You can do whatever you want because this is a self-expression thing. And that's what I love because people can't judge you now for expressing yourself. The whole the whole e, e-boy thing, it started way back into the like 1960s, 1970s. And this would be, like I guess, like the rock like the punk rock and the emo in London right about this time is when it started. And so it was actually, it was like, they called themselves punks and mods and teddy boys. And this was actually like them, this was their rebellion against what was going on in Britain at that time. And so they did it by what they wore and by what they listened to and what they did. They were going against the norm because they were responding to the neglect by the society by rendering working classes and like metaphorically in chains and like hollow sheets. And so this was them responding to it and their status in how it was right then and there because they were in a bad mm-hmm. place because they were young and they were white and they were working class. And so they were really mm-hmm. down on the totem pole. And so this was how they were rebelling against it. But I think this is where it really starts and this is where it really began for all of this, all of these cultures. This is like really what brings it back is it's politically connected. You know, this is like them giving the finger to the man because this is a political movement. Even if you don't want to admit it, that's what all this is about. This is going against, you know, the norm, typical influencer who has to be perfect all the time and they have to feel happy and they always have to be smiles. This is the exact opposite. You know, this is like whenever Deadpool came out, he was the first anti-hero movie. The first what? I'm pretty sure Deadpool was like the first anti-hero movie. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, like, I think, I think there might have been a different, there might have been another movie before that, but that was a really popular one that I know of. He was like an anti-hero. And so I feel that, like, you can kind of relate that to, like, the e-boy movement. Is They're kind of like the anti-heroes. They're, they're, they're going against everything that is, like, popular and mainstream. And sad to say, it is kind of going a little bit mainstream as well, the e-boy movement and, like, the e-boy culture. Yeah. And I think it just kind of depends. But it is being spread a lot because it's all over the internet, all over social media. That's where it really spread, and that's really where it took off, especially in 2019. I don't know if you know that's when it started, but really the e-boy movement took off in 2019. And this happened because, bless his heart, little peep, that was when he died right about then in 2019. And he classified himself as an e-boy, and that really took off. And that was something that was, like, heavily part of the e-boy culture was Little Peep's music and, like, the people who were e-boys listening to that music. And, like, he made that whole e-boy aesthetic and term popular, especially after his death. And I think that's where it really came from. He, he really influenced the subculture of that because we have Little Peep who really inspired it. And then we have some other ones, you know. We have Youngblood over here. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's a British punk rock, I guess, e-boy artist out there who's really, like, being vulnerable and really open with his feelings about how he feels about stuff and so we have that but like an e-boy how do you feel about and i think this is this is what i was trying to ask earlier but um like punk rock or um or emo rock or or whatever associated with like you know e-boy girls um how do you feel about it like being mostly associated with like quote-unquote sad like a sad boy like sad boy music or which is kind of like, you know, broadly defined by people who like write or sing songs that are pretty much about sadness and mental illness and how um, how it might get some criticism. I think music might get criticism because, and I think it is like a criticism of the whole thing in general as far as like how it can be viewed as sort of like unhealthy and problematic. So you're asking me, do, do I see it as unhealthy and problematic, all this sad boy music and being like really vulnerable with your feelings, especially well, about depression and sadness? Yeah. Or what yeah. is my take on this? You know, I think it's good to be out there and be open with all of this, but also I feel like that shouldn't be all your music is. I feel like it should help and inspire people. Bad things happen. Yeah. As you know, that are put out there to say like, hey, you know, everything's not okay all the time. We, and we everybody goes through stuff. However, I would say that it kind of just makes me, you know, as I'm like reading on some musicians, it like it kind of makes in like where they come from and everything and the stuff that they deal with, it kind of just makes me just, just individually, it kind of just makes me sad. It's like, I don't know, kind of like, you know, lost in sadness in a way. It's just like, I don't know, it's just like, just hope everything ends up being okay for everybody, you know, and just life itself sucks, so. I think I kind of know what you're going with the music and like how everything, hoping everything is okay and that you're not always stuck in that place. Yeah, because you know, some people's ladies, I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie, they do kind of concern me a bit. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not like you're really going through something. And right. It make me sad for you. Right, whenever they, they sang all these like crazy lyrics and like sometimes you really feel them and it's like sometimes it's like, what are you thinking, man? It's like you got your heart broken so you're just going to go and you're like, I'm going to cut everything down and cut everybody's heads off. Because I feel like that it kind of is an exaggeration sometimes, especially a lot of times. And like the punk rock music, it's like, oh, I'm feeling so bad. 
So I'm going to go and do a whole bunch of drugs and have some meaningless sets and, like, get drunk and get high and do a whole bunch of pills, you know? And I think that's just what the criticism is. It's like, okay, we're going to get off topic for a moment. We're going to get off topic <laughs> for a moment. Like, I promise you, we're going somewhere. So years ago, so there's a show that came out called Scandal, created by Shonda Rhimes, also known as the creator of Grey's Anatomy, yes. And also, you know, creator of Bridgerton that's now on Netflix. But anyways... So in Scandal, like the whole premise is the fact that, you know, Olivia Pope, she's like this fixer in Washington, D.C., like with this, she has this crisis management firm, but also she also kind of like serves as sort of like as a mistress to the president and whatever. And it's like, you find yourself, it's like, you know, you know what they do and it's kind of like wrong or whatever, but the stipulation and everything regarding the whole, their whole relationship, making you feel like you're trying to root for it. And there was somebody, (coughs) a friend of mine at the time, they were like, my concern is just, I feel like people would see this and that they would think that, you know, this is okay, like, having a mistress is okay. And in my opinion, it's like, okay, but at the same time, there is a thing called common sense. Like, people aren't that stupid. Like, in general, it's like, they know cheating is still wrong, no matter what. Just as so, I kind of take it as, like, you know, maybe people are critical of, like, you know, like, sort of, like, emo music because they're saying, or um, punk music because they're saying that, um, oh, like you were saying, like, oh, I got my heart broken, so I'm going to go do all these drugs or whatever, I guess, this may influence, you know, listeners to do the same thing, which I could understand. However, at the same time, it's kind of like, kind of like, you know, there's common sense. Like, obviously, going and doing drugs is bad or or doing any kind of behavior that's, you know, not aligned with, like, you know, the more that's, like, not righteous or whatever is it's bad. So, you know what I mean? It's it just... So I feel like that's just based on an individual's like own consciousness, you know? Did that make any sense? <laughs> it did. No, I, I I totally agree. Like, there's a difference between like listening to it and hearing somebody like one of these artists describe what they're going through and like this is their struggle and this is how they dealt with it. And I think what's happening out there is people are like, oh, they did this. This popular person, this famous person did it. So this is how I should do it because this is who I look up to and this is like a role model for me. Yeah, sometimes I do kind of want that too. Sometimes, because you'd be surprised. Like people do, because people do crazy stuff. I mean, like you know, I I love Beyonce. You know, but the thing is, I don't know. You know, people go and worship her. Like, like, um, and I I, I don't think it's like for I, in my, my naive side, I think it's like not for real, for real, but. Like, you know, as much as I love her, I will not go to, like, you know, a mass, a Beyonce mass where they're, like, playing her music and everything. Like, no, I would not do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I think people are, like, mistaking this instead of, like, enjoying this and relating to it. Where it's like, yeah, I really got hurt, so I'm going to go and do something about it. Like, actually take proactive, healthy steps to deal with this. Yeah. And then there's the, the other side where it's like, I'm obsessing over this or like, this person is my idol. So this is what I'm going to do. The exact same thing. Like you listen to yeah. some music and it's like, oh man, I just woke up. There's this one Machine Gun Kelly song. Favorite, my favorite artist of all time right now. Sorry. Machine Gun Kelly, punk rock. He pulled out mainstream uh, sellout. And in one of the songs, I think it's Drug Dealer's Girlfriend. Um, he says in one of the, the first couple of lines are like, I woke up, my head hurts. She's got a blunt and he smoked it like, that's how he dealt with it. He, he, he had a headache and he smoked a blunt in the morning to help cope with whatever it was, whether it was just a headache or if it was like everything going on, you know? 
And I feel like people are like listening to this music and that's it. they're like, yeah, he did it. So this must be cool. This must be what is what's going on instead of like, oh, this is how like relating to it. And it's like, oh man, he's really hurting. This is how he's dealing with it. Like I feel for it instead of being like, yo, this is what he did. This is what I'm going to do because he did. So it must be right. You know, you can't be like looking at these people as like your idol, but you can look up to them as like right. a role model. And even role models stumble because like I said earlier, we're all humans. We all have feelings. We all mess up and make mistakes, you know? So I feel like yeah. there's a fine line so, there that people are yeah, misconstruing so with that. Yeah, I think so too. Cause like, I think it kind of like, like, um, but people need to be careful about the whole role model thing. Cause I think you can look at people as sort of like inspirations and sort of like, you know, help you inspire to like go and do something, you know, positive or whatever, or get your life together or whatever. But the thing is, it's like, you know, people putting these people on like these, these pedestals as like their idols or gods or something. It's because what you shouldn't do, because like people, we're all human. We all mess up. We all stumble. So it's like, and that's a lot of pressure to, to have like on that individual, you know? Definitely. Definitely. I feel that. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not going to go and like worship whoever it is, like whoever I'm looking up to, because that's just not healthy, you know? Just like you said, you're not gonna go to a mass worshiping Beyonce, even though y'all, y'all, all of y'all don't know this, but this man loves Beyonce over here. I mean, like loves Queen B. Beyonce, I'm on his mouth like liquor. Oh my! She sneezed. I sneezed, and the beat got sicker. And the beat got sicker. Yes. Oh my! But yeah, yes, we're waiting on B seven. <laughs> we wait we waiting on her to be like okay you know what the twins they blue ivy can take care of the twins so i can come out in the world and show all these people how it's done for real again like i've done every single time it just reinvigorates pop culture i mean you know she coined a lot of phrases in pop culture like you know to the left to the left or you know um let's <clears throat> say so, you know if you like it then you should have put a ring on it or who run the world girls or boy bye or okay let's get in formation or you know flawless like i woke up like this i'm just saying so Beyonce's, Beyonce's marketing or PR team, if you hear this, contact this man. He's really good at photography, and apparently he's good at recording a podcast. I'm over here laughing about it because he's over here <laughs> talking about B promoting her. Guys, we're not sponsored That's by right. B. We're not sponsored right. by Queen B over here. Beyonce's not our sponsor. I wish, though. <laughs> we got no sponsor right now. Instead, we are sponsored by the wise one, Callie. That is our Callie sponsor. Callie the wise. Callie the Wise, that's right. She's our sponsor for today. Thank you guys for joining us today on our first episode of Hot AM with Anthony and Matthew. We appreciate your support so much. And currently we got no sponsor right now, or we don't have any sponsor rather, that'd be the correct English term. Instead, we have Callie the Wise one as our sponsor and she's over here and she's adorable. If we get 50 subscribers, 50 listeners, I will post a picture of Callie the Wise One. Or next time she will join us in the podcast and I will have the video on and you can see her, how adorable she is. So that is our sponsor for today. It is Callie the Wise One. And I hope you guys enjoy this. This is our first episode, like we said, and I'm bringing back Anthony in the studio. So be prepared. You ready? What? You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. What? Am I on mute? 
Was I on mute no. the whole time? Yes, you were on mute. I had to do the sponsorship alone, you know? Maybe next time I'll let you do it. You weren't cool enough to do it this no, time. No, that's Sorry. fine. No, that's too you, 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 you were no, still on you fire. You laugh. You were still on fire from the whole Beyonce thing. Also, mm. Anyway, spinning off from the whole e-boy thing, we also have something called the e-girl, and I feel like you might know a little bit more about this than I do. Oh, do I? Oh, I guess so. I mean, you were the one talking, talking to me about this earlier this week, so maybe you want to talk about it a little bit more. Well, let's see. According to my notes, which is also in my brain, so according oh. to my brain, my memory. Oh. So, and you know, you're the one I actually started this off, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like, so y'all, that's very different from like the whole e-boy culture, like where that sprung up. This is more stemmed from, like, that whole thing. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew. Is it, is it from, like, you know, Japanese girl? So, yeah, yeah I, I will correct you. It is from am- anime. I was going to say anime. Anime, yeah, that's, that's, where, we, <laughs> and, that's where it comes from, the anime, culture. Yeah. It comes big but from the like, anime. Um, it's, but it's kind of dealing with the whole, it's kind of like, there's a, it's like there's a sexual context with it. The hyper like, you know, or the over of it. Yes, like, you know, the daddy's little girl's kind of thing. And so it's like, like the girls would dress up like really, uh, <coughs> like, you know, like all cute and innocent, like, you know, girls. But it's like, it's a, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a sexual thing, though. Yeah, because they, they drew from the anime. And if, if you've never seen any animes, most of them have characters who are, you know, like, they're barely clothed, very scantily clothed. And they're usually fetishized as like innocent, helpless victims, or they're just like really innocent and young looking, and so they're supposed to be attractive. And this is where they where the e girls kind of get that I'm baby quality, where it's like and and it's fetishized very much. So where it's like you have chokers and like leashes and co- leashes and collars for this, and then you also have yeah. like he was saying, daddy's a little good girl, you know. Yeah, that kind of that also again like makes me even more sad. And, and, and I think it's terrible because it's like, like you were saying, the complete opposite of what e-boys are. And just like the, even the origins of this e-girl is really terrible because it started whenever girls started hopping into the male-dominated world of gaming. And they were considered to be like attention, you know, people, yes, girls so. looking for attention. Yeah, so it's like, why are, do you think are... Do you think people just not know, or do you think just people, like, to me, it kind of bothers me, it's like, well, why are we, like, are people, or I guess it's, or, like, girls, like, appropriating this, you know? It's like, do they realize that, like, where this is kind of coming from, or what it signifies? It's almost like, well, no, I ain't going there. <laughs> if, say, someone was to come and just out of the just start wearing, you know, blackface for the hell of it. When it's like, you know, that comes from a very, very, like, not so good demoralizing history of that, you know? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. Because it, it really came, it, it stemmed from as an insult, the whole e-girl thing. <laughs> that's where it really came from whenever they, whenever they came into the gaming world about 2013. And it was used because they were like, supposedly looking for attention is what they were saying. Like these girls were looking for attention and they were like, oh, you're an e-girl. And they really got a bad name right around whenever I think it's Bella Daphne. That's how you say it, hopefully. 
really came into it and she mm-hmm. kind of capitalized on this and she was like i'm selling my bathwater to her predominantly male audience and she kind of gave a bad rap to the whole ego after the ego was already kind of put on it and so something i also so this is actually from urban dictionary so don't take it completely true but it says in 2009 that the ego was used as a following for the term so they they said this this was guys said call her an ego because she's always after the d and this kind of comes back to how they where it originally started with that whole ego thing where she's like looking for an attention and she's kind of like prostituting herself out for male attention and for male attraction you know Mm-hmm. yeah so that kind of that kind of bothers me worries me you know no i see what you're saying but i i'm i i know that right now the whole thing is not really used as an insult but rather it's like taking back that word and they're making it you know okay to say and they're like they're not making it an insult anymore but actually it's like hey you're an eagle e-girl like that's cool at least that part not like the whole fetishize where it's like daddy's a little good girl and stuff like that but that's part of yeah you know? yeah and something that really blew up the e-girl culture and i don't know if you know this but there was actually a couple of things that really blew up the whole e-girl culture and it was whenever <clears throat> so there was two big things that pushed the e-girl term into like the spotlight and this is right around the same time that the e-boy kind of came into it as well so there were two things. One, there was this girl that was murdered. Um, she was on Discord, and she played games. Her name was Bianca Devins. I don't know if anybody's heard of her. Uh-huh. But she was murdered. She was a 17-year-old, and she would game. And there was this guy that was following her on Instagram, part of her Discord. And I don't know. I haven't looked into the details quite yet. But allegedly, um, I'm kind of inclined to believe this, he murdered her, and that kind of brought it into life. Uh, her, her whole online life as like an e-girl and what was going on with that and like the e-girl community and brought that into light because before then all the e-girls were still harassed and being threatened and bullied on there and this mm-hmm. is just like another one it went from just online to in person and in reality where somebody was actually killed over this I see and then something else that really made it pop really made it become popular mainstream kind of brought it out into the world and into the spotlight but we saw tiktok we saw lots of videos i'm talking 1.4 billion views on videos tagged with the hashtag e-girl in the year 2019 and that's something that really took off as well with e-boy right around 2019 tiktok with e-boy and e-girl that kind of popped off and that really went into the world you know But I, I think that this this popularization of how e-girl is popularized now is that many people are kind of like capitalizing on this and they're becoming Twitch streamers and they're becoming, you know, influencers, so to speak, as far as an e-girl and an e-boy can become an influencer because they are like the whole antithesis of an influencer or the typical one. So I think they're cashing in on it and capitalizing, maybe not cashing in is the right word, but capitalizing on this, you know, because it is something that is very popular right now. It's something people are really interested in it. I bet you didn't know this, though. So in 2019, so every year, Google releases their year in search, and this shows all the things that were, like, highly searched for, like, into, like categories. And in the category of fashion and outfits, <coughs> one of the highest terms that was searched for outfits and fashion 
was E-Boy and E-Girl in the year 2019. So we really see E-Girl and E-Boy take off in 2019. Oh. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, really. You know, you said in terms of fashion, just in general. Just like the whole fashion outfit that was a very one of the top searches in Google for 2019 oh. was the whole E-Boy, E-Girl. It was among the top trending searches for it. Oh, okay. I just had to make a joke, but never mind. <laughs> wow, way to go. But yeah, I, the... Oh, no, it's not about it. Oh, like, dang, that is really surprising. So nothing, nothing that was, like, no sort of, like, fashion trend that was, like, also, like, I don't know, like, you know, Kim K's um, skims or whatever. Not that, huh? Good to know. I mean, it might have been... Or anything of Kanye from, like, Yeezus. Oh, good, good to know. I mean, I hope not. I don't really like Yeezus, but that's my <laughs> personal opinion, you know? So, I mean, this was this was just one of the top trending terms. The other ones might have been in there for 2019 or years prior or years after not after 2019, but that was something that was really trending in there. I don't know what the rest of the terms are. Maybe for a later yeah. episode, we'll have to look uh, for the years, the top trending searches for each of these categories or just like overall. But, but there's also hate that comes with being an ego because it's not all, you know, glamorous. There is hate because... And, and this is like part of the social media world, influencer world. If you're on TikTok, on Instagram, this is something that you really struggle with. And I'm sure YouTube as well. You know, you have to stay relevant. You have to stay interesting. And so that's something that is that that is a struggle of theirs. I don't know about it, like personally or intimately, because I'm not an ego and I don't really know one. But whenever I was doing some researching, some looking around, that was something that was, you know, part of the one of the bad parts was that negativity and that harassment because you're not doing anything and you're not staying relevant. You're just like going out of the limelight or that spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. <clears throat> and something that really makes me sad about this whole e-girl, e-boy thing is how society kind of defines it and classifies it. They, they classify them as like young, hot, and online, easy to mock, and that they'll do embarrassing things just for that you know, staying, staying relevant or being interesting, you know, and that they're kind of like internet flirts just because they're attractive. And I mean, the Uh-oh. ego doesn't really help itself <laughs> by doing this. Um, yeah. And so I, have a, turning... well, I have a question Uh-oh. for you. Do you feel like that kind of, that kind of relates to you too? I mean, yes, but not like I do. It's not like something that I do intentionally. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying like kind of make, like you know when how you a person you would tell me how like you know you get on it it's not like you look for it but it's like you get a lot of stares and a lot of unwanted attention yes yeah i i I don't like it because i'm I'm like well i know when i researched that it's like they're like well the e-boys that's part of my like research is saying like oh they're sexualized too or they're you know seen deemed as like you know attractive and so it's just like damn Matthew <laughs> yeah yeah it's not just the ego that's deemed sexualized or attractive you know that they that's something big of theirs but also the e-boy that was something I forgot to mention that yeah because they are young and they're attractive that it's something that is going to be a struggle and sometimes it's going to be a problem and I'm not telling you like that like this is the worst problem they have and it's like oh wow you're an e-boy the worst thing you have the worst problem you have right now is being attractive and getting unwanted attention. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying, yeah, unwanted attention is not cool. You know, 
especially when it like happens all the time or it happens quite frequently. You're just like tired of it. And it's like, I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you, <clears throat> sorry, but like, how do you, um, well, first of all, do you, are you finding yourself as a lady? Are you, are you still getting stared at? If so, I'm sorry, my brother. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Cause I haven't really been out. I'm the only time to really go oh, out or, or with you. But mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I do go out and like in public, I do catch stares. And I think, and so this was something that I didn't see with the e-boy, but like it, they, they do part the hair down the middle, like they split down on each side. And when I had longer hair, yeah. I did notice that. I don't know what, it, what the stares are like now because I haven't really been paying attention. But I did get a haircut, so my hair isn't as long. And I don't know what it, what it looks like to everybody else. But yeah, I think that's that's something that uh, did happen quite a bit, and it, it probably still happens because you know just because you get a haircut, it doesn't make you instantly unattractive. It just makes you slightly, I think, less attractive. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe that. I mean, as far if you fit, fit into that culture, okay. But as far as like you know, I feel like when people get haircuts, like you know, it kind of like. Or it just depends. It depends on the person. When people get a, get haircuts, they are. I feel like they are a little bit more attractive than they were previously. I mean, I think it kind of depends on the person and the haircut, you know. Right. Exactly. It just depends. Because some some haircuts. Are <coughs> yeah, Sorry. But but sometimes different things work for different people. Like I kind of like the long hair, but it was a little bit too long. So like in between what I have right now and what I had then. I think would have been like the perfect height, perfect length, where it just like barely went over my ears, but where I could tuck it away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't think it helps being attractive in in these cultures, especially when they're already being over-sexualized, already being sold as like sex or like lust mm-hmm. objects, because it just makes it worse, you know? And so I people- like dem- In a way, kind of like demoralizing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's something that you're like, it's not like you're. It's not like you're one who like goes and trying to like looks for that, you know. Kind yeah, you're you're saying I'm not going out and I'm not trying to be an attention whore. Is what you're saying. Yeah. And I really didn't want to say that word, but I think there's no really easier way to say it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not the person that goes out. Especially now, right now, where I'm in, where I am in life, I'm not going out. I'm not seeking attention from like the opposite sex or like from people at all. You know, I'm not trying to find that validation from other people. And so that's something I really struggle with because it's like I'm not trying to go out and I'm not trying to seek your validation because of how I look. Because that's like the thing I'm least worried about is my looks. You know. Mm-hmm. But I can't escape it because you know when you're when you when you are part of those subcultures or other ones out there because I'm sure there's other ones out there that have similar stuff going on or some of the same issues and maybe not all of them. It's tough, you know, because people are out there and they're always misjudging you and they're always kind of labeling you, especially with this, you know, like you're pretty much like hot, you're like a hot piece of ass, you know? And so I think whenever these people are like cashing in on it, I don't think they're doing it like in like the bad way like they're already being sold as it, you know? They're already being sold as like sex. So it's like, why not cash in on that and make some money, you know? That's right. Well, Matt, um, is there anything, I think I'm pretty much 
Okay, I'm pretty much. Okay, that's probably that, that, that. Anyways, I think I'm pretty much pretty offered much all that I can talk about. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to elaborate on? I mean, there's not our listeners. <laughs> I mean, there's not like a whole bunch more to add on to it. I mean, I can go a little bit more into like the whole e girl fetish and how it's fetishized. It's not only like the kink of like daddy's dumb little girl, but also we have like BDSM, and I touched on this earlier with collars and leashes. But you know how it's kind of stemmed from the anime, and if you you want you want to look older than you are, you want to look younger than you are to like kind of be hypersexualized, and I don't really like. I don't exactly agree with that, but if that's what they want to do, you know, that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there is a future for this. There, like, I don't know if you, you can see this as, like, a job or you can even say it is one. But, you know, instead of it being, like, a derogatory term, even in now, it's been, like, called something like that. You know, there is a real future for it, like, economically. You can go and cash in on it or you can capitalize this. And you can make it where you're, you're streaming and you get donations and you're selling merchandise and you're getting sponsorships, you know, by doing this. And you just have to support a brand or have a brand support you or something like that. And you can go and take, yeah. and this can take off. Well, how do you feel about that? I mean, it kind of depends on how they do it and like why they're doing it. I think the motivation and the attention behind it. And I feel like that applies to a lot of different, like to pretty much to everything. But yeah, there was just something I didn't really wasn't into with the whole fetishized of the ego it makes me really sad about that yeah but but I but like I was saying earlier about the whole ego thing it was used an insult and I feel like they're still they're still working on trying to take it back the whole the whole uh, idea and the concept and even the term ego and trying to make it something positive I don't know that we're quite there yet, but I feel like it's going that way and it's going to head that way as well. So I'm hoping that's where it's going, is how it's kind of going for the e boy. Yeah, like for the e boy, like hopefully, you know, things go on a more, you know, just, I guess, a more, well, definitely more positive direction for e boy. I guess more positive direction for both, but as far as like, (coughs) as far as like, pushing a lot of the agenda of like you know freedom of like you know expressing ourselves and uh, not feeling not feeling um, bad about it and everything I feel like that just needs to be pushed forward yeah I mean I just I just hope that that's what it goes as well because I think this is something great the self-expression in this culture but I feel like it still has a ways to go for both sides not just the girls the e-boys as well you know I feel like we can tap a little bit more into like the political roots of it and the political ties that were originally associated with this and we can kind of push forward more with that because if there's anybody that can do stuff about what's currently going on in the world right now, I'm not just talking about what happened like the last week, I'm talking about like currently with everything around the whole world and not just like this month, but like this year, this past couple of years, if there's anybody that can do it. It's these these people, not necessarily the e-boys and the e-girls, but this generation, you know, they really have a voice and they can really use it out there to make some real differences happen. I really saw it whenever we had Biden for president. I, everybody I knew, and I'm 20, guys, so everybody I knew who was 18, 19, 20, they all were voting for Biden. And we saw, 
he became president. So if we can do that, we can do a lot of things. And this is not me casting my, you know, how I feel about politics. I'm not saying whether or not I support it right now. Maybe that's something we can touch on later. But if there's anybody that can do it, I believe it's the people right now who are listening and people just like us. That's who right. Can make big differences. They just have to get involved, you know, and they have to be there and they have to make time and they have to put that commitment towards making a better better world for us and for the future generation and for themselves exactly for us and for ourselves you know you gotta get out there put in the work and (laughs) be involved instead of just sitting on the side just hoping things will change because that's just not gonna happen yeah and and it's great like you sharing stuff on instagram and like tiktok and like all of that stuff and that's great that's a great way to to share and like be supportive, but also you can go out and you can make differences. You can go register to vote. I know that's coming up in the fall, so that's something that, you know, people can do, and that's something I'm planning on doing, especially for the governor elections. But also you can go out and you can go uh, help the environment, because that's something that's big, and that's something that needs to be changed as well, you know? It's really getting trashed up, and nature is not what it was, and we need to focus on that. Like, that's something else we need to think about. We can't just be thinking about, like, these bigger, like, these small things. We can't be on TikTok and on Instagram all the time. We have to go and do stuff if we want things to change, you know? And so that's something that I'm kind of seeing happen. That's right. Anyway, that was my two cents. (laughs) Yeah, I think think that's kind of a good good place to kind of, like, leave our listeners on. Yeah, I feel like that was a good call to action, and hopefully it'll, you know, hit somebody in the heart. Yes, so... I guess is it okay we wrap up? Yeah, I'm I'm down to wrap up. Let's ask Kelly the Wise. Well, Kelly the Wise, do we Kelly have your permission? She said, she said yeah. Uh, she <laughs> said I'm sleepy. Let's get this stuff over, man. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Anthony and Matthew, aka Hot AM. Yes, thank you so much. This has been our first episode of Hot AM about e-boys and e-girls and what we think about it. And hopefully you learned something about it. And, you know, maybe you'll go share this with your friends and your family and whoever, you know. Anyway, that has been us, Hot AM. And we are getting ready to end because my laptop is running on low battery. So that's perfect. Uh All right, guys. All right, see y'all. Bye.